thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. First this morning, my soul thirsts to know you, Lord, better and better. My soul is delighted to come into your presence this morning. Lord, your word says, David speaking, I was delighted when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. I am delighted to come into your presence again this morning. Alpha and Omega, ancient of days, I am blessed to worship you this morning. You are God from beginning to the end. There is no place for argument, O oh God. You are God all by yourself. You do not need anyone. You do not need anything to complete you. You are more than sufficient. You are the one who is to be praised. You are holy and righteous. You are good and loving. You are faithful, O oh God. We declare this morning be glorified forevermore. In the precious name of Jesus, we worship you because you are the maker of heaven and earth. We worship you because you are the hope of the world. We worship you because you are the master of the universe. Be glorified once again. Lord, as we read our Bibles again this morning, we ask for wisdom in your word. We ask that, Lord, you will speak to us this morning. Bless us with understanding and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue reading our Bibles this morning. We are reading the book of Matthew. Presently, yesterday we stopped on Matthew chapter 12. Today we'll be reading Matthew chapter 13. I want to say thank you to everyone joining this morning. Whatever platform you are joining me from, whatever timeline where you get this, maybe it's in the morning, in the afternoon, or in the evening, I want to say thank you for your commitment to to learn in the presence of God. God bless you. All right, Matthew chapter 13 has a lot of parables. And we will be reading about parables this morning. What's a parable? A parable is a simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual uh, lesson. When Jesus spoke to the people, unlike the Pharisees, Jesus used stories to illustrate what he was trying to say to them. Now, instead of picking a verse from the Old Testament, for example, the Lord is the one who gives you power to make wealth. 
Jesus would rather, instead of quoting that verse, Jesus would use a story. A story that it doesn't matter how long you've had about or you were at his meeting, you would remember the stories. And many of them could, could, could communicate. They could at least understand because the story was like them. Hallelujah. All right. So we will read about the parables. We will apply them in the context, especially remember that the Bible was not written uh, during our time or even in the Western culture. It's in the Eastern culture. So we pay attention to the context, especially when Jesus is speaking. Please get your Bibles. Let's read Matthew chapter 13. Parable of the farmer scattering seeds. See, later, later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat, he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. Um, you will know, even though we are reading it for the first time here in the book of Matthew, this is not the first time that Jesus does this. Was, this was actually how Jesus called Peter, Andrew, and the, and the others. This was actually how one of the times when they met, I, I am trying to remember who captured that. Was it the book of Mark or Luke where Jesus wanted to minister and the people were so much that he requested the fishermen and at that time it was Peter. Uh, that they should please use their boat and of course they allowed him because they had caught nothing and Jesus sat on that boat over the water and preached when Jesus finished Jesus then told them cast your nets to the other side okay so it seems this is something Jesus did severally then he sat there and taught, taught as the people stood on the shore he told many stories in the form of parables such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. Many of them were likely farmers, so they could communicate with this one. It says, verse 4, as he scattered them, the farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across the field, some seeds fell on a footpath. And the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon wilted, wilted under the hot sun. And since they, they didn't have deep roots, they, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns. Other seeds fell among stones that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even a hundred times as many as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear 
should listen and understand. If you were at this meeting, you know that he was talking about a farmer. You know that it seems this farmer is planting a seed, is spreading them, and that it fell on, on different types of soil. The good soil, the stony soil, the, the one that was by the wayside, and the one filled with weeds and thorns. You knew that. However, what did the story mean? Jesus oftentimes did not explain to the crowd. Many times he explains to the disciples. Because Jesus would say that his parable, the explanation of his parable, belonged to those who were looking for understanding, his disciples, those who were following him. Okay? So in verse 10, he says his disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets, the secrets of the kingdom of heaven or the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. Jesus is not saying the apostles, in fact, I love it that the word used is the disciples came so most likely it's not just the 12 that he's talking about his disciples his followers came to him and asked him why do you talk to the people using parables jesus said you are permitted to understand the secret the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but others are not those who are followers of jesus those who love and desire the Lord are permitted. They find that when they read their Bible, they understand it. But those who care for nothing, you find that the word of God is just close to you. It's boring. You want to sleep. All you have to do is start reading your Bible and then the uh, sleep comes over you. Uh, it's telling you something. Okay. He says, but others are not. Verse 12, to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. And they will have an abundance of knowledge. Those who listen. The problem is we are not good at listening. But if you listened to his parable and you thought it true, I can guarantee you that you will come out with some, with some honest understanding. The application might be different, but you will come out that, look, there's a moral. There's something this story is trying to tell me. Hmm? Jesus says those who listen will have, they will have an abundance of knowledge because they will have more and more understanding. See, but for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use this parable. Okay? So that <laughs> it will not be taken away from them. I'm telling you, you couldn't forget that Jesus shared this parable. And that's why you find that the parables are across, many of the parables are across all of the Gospels. Everyone remembered his stories. Verse 13, that is why I use these parables. 
for they look but they don't really see they hear but they don't really listen or understand this fulfills the prophecy of isaiah that says when you hear what i say you will not understand when you see what i do you will not comprehend for the hearts of these people are hardened and their ears cannot hear and they have closed their eyes so their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them that's isaiah chapter 6 verse 9 to 10. does that mean jesus did not want the people to turn to him so that he will heal them of course not for everyone who paid attention who listened understanding will be given and of course they will increase in knowledge verse 16 but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear i tell you the truth many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see but they didn't they didn't see it and they longed to hear what you hear but they didn't hear it now listen to the explanation so i love this about jesus jesus always explained his parables now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds you can apply this in different contexts but i encourage christians i encourage believers students of the world stay with what jesus okay stay with jesus's explanation in fact my professor in the theology school would say that you cannot make the word of god say what the 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 speaker or the writer eh, did not intend you cannot i know that application is important but you have to be very careful not to apply the scripture out of context the context in which the one who was speaking okay was speaking has to always be followed okay so here jesus explains the parable he says now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seed verse 19 the seed that fell on the on the footpath represent those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it so if we did the parallel you will know that the first thing he said was that the seed is the word of god okay and then he said the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message the word of god the message about the kingdom and don't understand it they are the the soil that represents the footpath the footpath is the place okay where people walk on people are coming and going busy about life people are coming and going he says ah, they don't understand it they hear the message about the kingdom and they don't understand it when that happens okay they are so busy they can't spend time in the presence of god they are coming and going, paying attention to others rather than God. He says, then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. They find very soon that they not only do not know how to apply what the word of God is saying, they can't even remember it. 
It says the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. It says the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receives it with joy. They hear the word of God, they receive it immediately with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. Deep roots is to reach deeply into the ground. That's what the roots are for, right? To hold on to the ground so that you can you are able to draw nutrients from the soil. They are not found in the presence of God. They are not stewing themselves, marinating themselves in the presence of God. They are not spending time meditating in the presence of God. He says they don't have deep roots. They don't, I say they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. People like this, they know the word, but they've not taken time to, to, to stew in it, to meditate on the word. When persecution comes because of that word, they fall away quickly. Hmm? It says they fall away quickly. They have problems. When they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word, they fall away. Since the seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the loss of wealth. So no fruit is produced. When the word of God in your heart in, in your heart is crowded out by other things, the word of God will not be productive. Crowded out. In other words, the word of God is just one of those things you do. You have so much. It is not the major. It is just one of the things you do. You can't be productive. Okay? It says so. No fruit is produced. He said the seed that fell on good soil. Represent those who truly, those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Look at their qualities who truly hear and understand. I ask this morning, do you understand the word of God when you read it? So I thank God. You know, this is that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast because I wanted that when people read the Bible, listened to the word of God as we are sharing this morning, they understood. Okay, they understand what the Bible is saying. It is not hidden to them anymore. It is not, you know, um shaded away, it is not blocked away from their understanding anymore. I ask again, do you understand the Bible when you read it? When that happens, the Bible, God, Jesus says, you will produce an harvest 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much as, as had been planted. Next, that we read about the parable of the wheat and the weeds. Here is another story Jesus told the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night, as the worker slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the weeds, then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the fields where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. 
Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Should we pull out the weeds? They asked. No, he replied. You will uproot the weeds the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the seed, tie them into bundles and burn them, and to put the wheat in the barn. And we understand this to represent out the kingdom of God, the end of the kingdom. Jesus will send out his angel who will gather his wheat into his barn, and then the shafts he will bind together and cast into the fire. Next, we read about the parable of the mustard seed. Here is another illustration Jesus used, the kingdom of heaven. You see, he's talking about the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree, and birds come and make nests in its branches. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven was what Jesus planted when he gave his life. Jesus gave his life for me and you. Okay, So then the kingdom of heaven was planted. That one seed, that one seed, even though it seemed so small, seemed so minute, the Bible says that if the, the Lord of, of glory, the principalities and power and realize it, they would not have crucified. Sorry, if the demons and the devil have realized it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory because it was just a seed. It says, even though it's the smallest seed, it becomes the largest garden plant. It grows into a tree and birds come and make nests in its branches. We have all made our nests in the branches, in the branches of the tree. That is Christ. Hallelujah. Alright, so that's the explanation of that parable. Next, the parable of the yeast. Jesus also used this parable. He used this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a ye- it's like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in, in three measures, measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. A yeast yeast is influence okay the kingdom of god is like the yeast a woman used in making bread the influence that comes from preaching the word jesus always used always used stories and illustrations like this when speaking to the crowds in fact he never spoke to them without using such parables this fulfilled what god has spoken through the prophets I will speak to you in parables. I will explain things hidden since the creation of the world. I will explain, God says. I will explain. Okay, so here, that is more Psalm, Psalm 78, verse 2. Okay, so obviously, if you are reading here, you will see that. There is a note at the begin at the bottom that says some manuscripts do not include of the word. Okay, so of the word, it will just say I will explain things hidden since the creation. Okay, but this is more Psalm seventy-eight verse two. Next, we see the parable of the wheat and the weeds explained. Okay, 
Then uh, leaving the crowds outside, remember he had explained the parable of the farmer sowing seeds, right? Well, he shared other parables and he would explain them. Jesus went into the house. His disciples said, please explain to us the story of the weeds in the field. Jesus replied, the son of man is the farmer. You see that? Who plants the good seed. He is the farmer who plants the good seed. The field is the world. And the good seed represent the people of the world. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who planted the seeds among the weeds is the devil. Who planted the, the weeds, remember? He says the weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who planted the weeds among the weeds is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. And the harvesters, the harvesters are, are the angels. Okay, so Jesus was talking about the end of the ages. Just as the weeds are sorted out and burnt in the fire, so it will be at the end of the world. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will remove from the kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. And the angels will throw them into the fairy furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Anyone with ears, ears to hear should listen and understand. Okay? So, the parable of the weeds growing. Some people say, why does God just allow evil in the world? I know of people that will say, ah, Jesus, come, oh, Jesus, come. And this is what is happening. It will happen at the end of the ages. Next, we see the parable of the hidden treasure and pearl. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in the field. In his, in his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. In other words, it's going to cost us to obtain, to buy. Okay, So we don't buy it with money. Okay, We buy it with our desire with our commitment okay but the parable is illustrating to us that the kingdom of heaven is going to cost us something it's going to cost us our commitments okay jesus already paid for it that's why the field is there anyway but it is going to cost us if it's a treasure that we truly we truly see this as a treasure we will we will in quotes, I did again and sell everything. Sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. So again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. Okay, the kingdom of God is going to cost us something. Not this one now that we just do as if everything is just okay. Next, the parable of the fishing net. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown into the water and caught fish of every kind. When the net was full, they dragged it up onto the shore, sat down and sorted the good fish into crates, but threw the bad ones away. That is the way it will be at the end of the world. The angels will come and separate the wicked people from the righteous, throwing the wicked into the fairy furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do you understand all these things? They, yes, they said, we do. 
Then he added, every teacher of religious law who becomes a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like a homeowner who brings from his storeroom new gems of truth as well as hold. Hallelujah. All right, so let's read about when Jesus was rejected in Nazareth. And of course, remember he had been rejected earlier when he went back to Nazareth. Jesus went severally between Judea and, and Galilee. We saw that when we did the Ammonite study of the Bible, right? He would go back and forth. Here, when Jesus had finished verse 53, when Jesus had finished telling these stories and illustration, he left that part of the country. He returned to Nazareth, his hometown, when he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, where does he get is this wisdom? Where does he get this wisdom and the power to do miracles? Where does he get this wisdom and the power to do miracles? They scoffed. Can you imagine? They scoffed. He's just the carpenter's son. And we know Mary, his mother, and his brother, his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. All his sisters live right here among us. I don't know why that is important. Okay? But they scoffed at him. They are trying to say, we know him now. What does he have? What does he, what does he, we saw you when you were growing up. We saw you, Jesus, when you were running around with your pants. When you went to primary school, we, we saw you. So where did you get all this, all this thing that you are saying? What is, what rubbish are you saying? That was how they were scoffing at Jesus. All his sisters live right, live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things? Because he went to the same schools, the same theological school. He went to the same school with them. And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere. A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. And he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. Jesus did only a few miracles. The word of God did only a few miracles because of their unbelief. I don't, I don't know, maybe uh, you didn't realize it, but unbelief can destroy faith. Unbelief is not, it's not that uh, I do, I, my faith is little. Unbelief eh, is standing opposite to what belief says. It says, I don't believe God is real. Because of their unbelief, Jesus could not do miracles among them. I pray that God will do miracles in your own life in the mighty name of Jesus. But that was the problem. Because of unbelief, they didn't have any faith. As we round up this morning, please pay attention to the parables. The kingdom of heaven in days ahead will soon be consummated. The angels will soon be called forth. When the trumpet will sound, they will come forth to gather its, 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 its wheat into his band and to burn the shaft with unquenchable fire. Will you be wheat or will you be shafts? The shafts are those, the evil people, those who reject God. The wheat are the children of God. Ah, I pray this morning that God will make you wheat that he will gather into his pan in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. 
Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.